Good evening, everyone. It's wonderful to see you all here. So, um, let's see. Okay. So, um, tonight, I thought um, that we would focus on practices um, meant to invite the heart to soften, to open. Um, I think it's, it's always uh, an important kind of practice to, to return to um, consistently, often. Um, and so I think there's just that particular context um, that's just always a good thing to do. Um, and uh, maybe I'll say a few words about how I see um, heart practices like loving kindness practice as connected to awareness practice, which we've been focusing on for the last month or so. Um, but I also, um, so last Tuesday when I um, taught this class, I actually had not seen the news yet about the shooting in um, Texas. Uh, it was a very um, sort of horrifying surprise that waited me after class um, ended. And um, that event, the Buffalo event, um, so many different things that are happening in our world. I also just finished Richard Powers' novel, The Overstory, um, which is actually a, a really amazing book that I recommend to everyone here. It's um, a novel about trees, you know, but um, you can't really talk about trees without talking about what humans have done to trees and forests. And so, um, so I think there's just, there's just many, many reasons, understandable reasons, good reasons why our hearts might have trouble staying open these days. Um, there is so much to fear, so much grief, so much to be angry about. Um, and I think that um, one of the most natural and understandable things that we might do, but I think also one of the worst things that we could do is um, to give into just a whole range of sort of attitudes or emotions that might um, harden our hearts to, to what we are um, bearing witness to in the world. Um, you know, hardening not because not because we don't care, but even perhaps because we care too much and don't know how to hold the pain that we feel. Um, and so, um, so not just because loving kindness and heart practices are important for one's spiritual practice at any time, also just in recognition that right now, I said right now, I mean, now is this moment that stretches out, but in any case, it is, it is hard, I think, to, to not shut down. And yet I think if there's any one thing that practice can help us do um, when it comes to the kind of state of the world right now is to, to give us tools, 
give us ways to keep our hearts open. You know, spiritual practice on its own won't create any kind of uh, positive change. Like it's, you know, that for that, we have to engage in just nitty gritty down to earth political action, right? Um, it's too much to ask of, of spiritual practice that to do all that, but it can, it can cultivate, I think the mindset and the heart set, right? That um, enables us to do that work um, in the spirit that we want and to stay open to what the world needs. So, um, so anyway, I think I, I didn't, I think I didn't need to say this, I think to um, what I just did to, to, to move into tonight's, into tonight's practices. But I think I just wanted to put out there, I think the, the context in which I'm understanding the significance of these practices, you know, um, that it's about us as individuals and our individual practice, um, but it's also about much more, you know? And um, I think, um, I thought it might be useful for us to keep that in the back of our minds at least as we um, move into these practices tonight. So um, we're gonna do two short practices in a row. Um, I'll pause briefly between the first and second one. The first practice is soft belly practice, um, where we're gonna bring our awareness to the belly region and just let our awareness hover there and to notice what we feel, and then to invite the belly to soften. Um, so just feeling what's in the belly, and then repeatedly, gently, inviting awareness to soften to whatever it finds in the belly, and then for the belly itself to soften. Um, <clears throat> After that, we're gonna engage in loving kindness practice, a slight, slightly different version than some of you might be familiar with. Um, this one just has one line, a one line phrase that we're gonna repeat. Um, so, um, and I'll say a little bit more about that practice um, when we get to it, okay. So please get in a comfortable position. position in which the breath can move freely in and out of the body. So not, not hunched over, but not rigidly upright. And please just take a few slow, deep breaths to settle into this first sitting. And you might breathe into the nose, feeling the whole upper body fill up with air, nice and slow. And exhale slowly through your slightly open mouth. Just take a few more breaths like this, deep and slow through the nose. And out through your slightly open mouth.
At the very end of your next long inhalation, you might let your shoulders rise up, like you're hunching your shoulders up. Sometimes that can help the spine, the upper back. So find a nice alignment where you feel your spine, your skull, all stacked neatly on top of each other, a nice upright way. If you have any tendency to hunch over, this hunching your shoulders up, shrugging them up when you breathe in can be a nice way to help your back get aligned. And of course, let the shoulders drop when you exhale. And for at least the next few minutes of this practice, I invite you to continue breathing in through the nose and out through a slightly open mouth. You're no longer elongating the breath. Let the breath come and go now at a natural rhythm, just whatever rhythm it wants. But breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathing out through the mouth in this way can help the nervous system settle. If at any point it feels awkward or uncomfortable to breathe out through the mouth in this way, then please, of course, feel free to close your mouth, breathing out through the nose. But I invite you to try this out and see what it feels like to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. Let the jaw be relaxed. And now please bring your awareness to your belly. And to begin, just notice how the belly feels, not trying to do anything to it, just notice. How is the belly? What kind of sensations do you feel there? Most people, myself included, carry a lot of residual tension in the belly almost all the time. So don't be surprised if your belly feels tense, uptight, even uncomfortable. Just let your awareness receive whatever sensations you discover in the belly with softness, gentleness. Some of you may even be experiencing feelings of aversion to the sensations in the belly. Not only might you find discomfort in the belly, but even an extra layer of aversion, dislike. It's especially important to soften your awareness around 
any aversion that may arise as you let your awareness settle into the belly region. Just notice what the aversion feels like. Let it be there. But let your awareness soften around the feelings of aversion or discomfort. Wonderful meditation teacher I know once called the belly a beautiful diagnostic instrument. You can tell so much about the state of your mind, the state of your heart by just noticing how the belly is doing. So if you encounter discomfort or tension in the belly, don't think of it as a problem. Think of it as information information about how you are feeling. This is your mind and heart revealing itself to you in the form of sensation. Please receive those sensations, therefore, with acceptance, gentleness, even gratitude, even if they are uncomfortable. This practice is very simple. We're just going to keep our awareness in the belly region, noticing whatever sensations there are down there, noticing the way the belly moves as we breathe, noticing the way the belly is tight or tense, noticing the million kinds of sensations the belly can feel moment to moment, just that. And now begin to invite the belly itself to soften. You can't force the belly to soften just as you can't force the heart to open. Invite it, give it permission to soften. But if it doesn't, that's okay. Just let it be as it wants to be. But remind your belly that it does not need to harden itself.
Notice the way that the belly responds to invitation to soften and notice the ways in which it may not. Just noticing both. One of the things that makes the belly harden is effortfulness, striving. So let the belly soften, but not in an effortful way. You're just inviting it to soften, not trying to make it change. If you notice the belly hardening with effort, then soften your effort and just let the belly be as it is. And anytime the mind wanders, just notice that it has and gently, gently bring your awareness back to the belly. You might try saying silently to yourself, to your belly, soften as an invitation. Soften.
Now please bring your awareness up to the center of your chest. The breastbone or sternum area. Please begin visualizing or imagining that when you inhale, you're drawing air in through a small hole in the center of your chest. Of course, you're not really, but just visualize the breath coming in to the very center of your chest and feel the sensations there in the breastbone area that accompany each inhalation. You can continue breathing out through your slightly open mouth or through your nose if that's what you prefer. Please visualize the in-breath coming in through the center of the chest and really feel the sensations there. That's the important thing, the feeling of the breath there. We're going to be practicing some loving kindness practice now for a bit. And there's just one line that we're going to use tonight. May I dwell in the open heart. Please take a moment to think about what you associate with the phrase open heart. Heart that is open to yourself and to others. A heart that is filled with warmth, compassion, and love. Wish for yourself that you could dwell in a heart like this, that your heart would be open in this way. And please repeat these lines, sending good wishes to yourself, a wish that you indeed dwell in the open heart. May I dwell in the open heart. And just as you breathe out, repeat that line silently to yourself. And when you breathe in, visualize the breath being drawn in through the heart. Breathing in through the heart. Then as you exhale, may I dwell in the open heart.
And remember, the key thing is when you inhale to really feel the sensations in the center of the chest. Whatever they may be like, they may be tight, they may be raw, they may be warm. Just feel how they are. For those of you who have not done loving kindness practice before, do not be surprised if you find it surprisingly hard to wish yourself well in this way, to send yourself love. It's very common for our hearts to be closed to ourselves. It's one of the first lessons of a practice like this, to just recognize how closed our hearts can sometimes be. Try to have compassion for yourself if you discover that your heart is closed. Let that itself be something that might awaken your heart. An open heart has room even for the closed heart. Hard-heartedness can be met with love and understanding and compassion. Try to give that to yourself. May I dwell in the open heart. Now I'd like you to bring to mind someone for whom you feel deep love and care. Please bring this person to mind as vividly as you can. And you might even picture them in the center of your chest, hold them there. So as you breathe in and out, your breath washes over their image. 
And now let's direct this phrase to them. May you dwell in the open heart. And remember to feel the sensations of the breath in the center of the chest. And now, please bring to mind the members of the community in Uvalde, Texas, who are suffering so intensely now because of the tragedy last week. And please direct to them healing, compassion, and love. May you dwell in the open heart. And notice if the heart box, if it pulls back, tries to close down, and then please have compassion for whatever your heart is doing. Remember that the heart cannot be forced. Hold whatever your heart is doing itself with compassion and understanding and with mercy.
And now please bring to mind someone else close to you, family member, friend, partner, spouse, for whom you feel deep love and gratitude. Someone precious to you, someone other than the first person you picked. Bring them to mind just as you did the first person you selected. And let's do a round of loving kindness towards them. May you dwell in the open heart. And traditionally, loving-kindness practice ends with a round directed towards all beings. So even though it might seem hard to imagine, just in whatever way you can, imagine sending these good wishes to all of the beings on this precious planet that we call home. May all beings dwell in the open heart. May all beings dwell in the open heart. Okay, everyone, thank you.
So I, th I think in just a moment, I want to open the floor for anything that anyone might want to share about how this practice was for them or the, the earlier practice. Um, but I think the, the only thing I want to say um, beforehand is that um, I think I'll just I'll just speak in my for myself. Um, we've been spending the last four or five weeks focusing on pretty much just straight up kind of awareness practice, you know, um, you know, multi-point awareness practice, really just practicing being present with what is. Um, and it's it's a it's a crucial practice, but um, in my own experience, and I. This may not be true for, for all of you, um, but in my own experience, um, that kind of practice can sometimes start to feel like just kind of cold or, um, uh, and, um, and I find it important to, intersperse that kind of practice with loving kindness so that I remember that it's, um, it's actually about bringing love and acceptance to all of all that we hold. And it's not about um, sort of fixing ourselves or getting rid of certain kind of feelings that are uncomfortable or parts of ourselves that we may not. Um, things will come up in our practice that are difficult um, things will come up because of the world that are difficult. And, um, and I think that um, the kind of awareness that we're ultimately trying to cultivate is a warm one. It's, um, it's, not, it's not impersonal, it's not abstract, it's not cold. And that it's ultimately about um, the heart. It's about awakening the heart. So um, I wanted to just, again, reintroduce the heart today because I felt like we, we had neglected it um, a, a bit too much. And um, the world needs our heart more than it needs anything else. So um, would anyone like to say anything, share anything, ask anything? I would be curious even to hear how just people experience the practices, the soft belly, this version of loving kindness. Some of you are familiar with loving kindness, but I think often not so much as emphasis is put on visualizing and feeling the breath in the center of the chest. I think that actually adds a lot. Um, I also think that a lot of times when my heart is closed, the actual problem is in my belly. <laughs> the belly is hard. And so that's why I, I, I ease into loving kindness through the belly, because sometimes like um, when the, 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 the heart or the, the throat feels tight, it's actually, I notice that the, the real sort of source of the tension is a hardened belly. And so it can be really useful to, to just be mindful of how this whole, the whole of the upper body is feeling because the belly can hold so much hardness. And when the belly is hard, 
the heart is often hard as well. So just to get a sense of why these different like sort of um, practice and feeling a sensation in the center of the chest is really about that this is a body embodied practice. It's not merely a mental one of sending someone thoughts, but um, really feeling it in the body, feeling the heart. Well, Bernie, uh, softening the belly wasn't very uh, difficult for me because my belly's soft anyway. <laughs> but um, opening the heart was real tender. I really loved it. It was really sweet. Uh, especially what happened to all those kids. Especially what happened to all the kids. So, uh, uh, so I, I appreciate that very much. And... Uh, uh, it is a difficult time. It's a difficult time in our country and in our world with the war. Um, so it was very meaningful. So thank you. Thank you, Bill. So glad, Bill, that you joined us when you did. Was it like two, <laughs> month, two months ago now? Yeah. It's been wonderful to have you here. Wow. Thank you. Is Sam trying to speak? Oh, Sam. Hi. Sam, we can't hear you. I didn't know you were speaking. Is your microphone perhaps? Thanks, Farnoosh. I didn't, there's so many boxes I can't see. <laughs> Maybe while Sam fiddles with his mic, does anyone else want to say anything? Hi, Jean. Hi, I just thank you, Bill, too. Um, that was one of the most peaceful, wonderful practices. It, just, it feels good. And yeah, it just, it really did have a different feeling, very tremendous peace and letting go. And, and then also, picturing the children and I just felt so connected for the time we did it to the rest of the world kind of. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you, Jean. Sam, are you here with, can you, can you talk now? Oh, maybe a technical difficulty here. No, not working, sorry.
Thank you, Juan. I don't know, for those of you, I, I, Juan texted, just want to say that I appreciate Tuesday evening. I'm not good at it yet, but still find every minute that I'm able to engage very helpful. Thank you. I don't think any of us are that good at it yet. <laughs> so don't worry. How about now? Oh, yes. Excellent. Hello, Sam. Hi. Hello, everybody. Um, not the first time I've talked and nobody could hear me uh, or wanted to, for that matter. Um, <clears throat> so I just wanted to, to say, Bernie, thank you. The class that we did together, uh, you used to do the, the um, opening of the heart, you know, so it was nice to touch back on that again. Um, uh, what I started to say was, you know, that for today's practice, I found it very interesting because um, when I got out of work, I had this real big hankering for like some fried chicken for dinner. And <laughs> uh kind of, you know, zoning in on, you know, how my belly was feeling. And, you know, I, I was um, surprised, like, uh, I've been, you know, behaving myself. I've had a uh, gallbladder removal, you know, a few months back and, um, you know, so trying to be conscious of, you know, my greasy food intake. Um, so I haven't had anything in quite a while, so I kind of indulged a bit today. Um, and putting that focus there, I thought it was just interesting because uh, there was a lot going on, you know, with the heaviness and, you know, and I don't know how much of that was actually, you know, feelings or emotions or, you know, I mean, there's obviously emotions of, uh, um, or feelings of discomfort, you know, because I was like, oh man, I shouldn't eat that. But I just thought it very interesting, you know, and uh, I think maybe at another point when I meditate again uh, this week, I'll try it again and see if it's, uh, you know, any different. Yeah, thanks, Sam. There is indeed a lot going on in the belly, that is for sure. It is always fascinating to, to tune into that part of the body. Um, and you're right, sometimes it's not easy to tell like what's feeling, what's just physical, right? Um, I don't think we need to know. Um, it's just, just good to like open to all of it, yeah. Hi, Sonia. Hi, if I may say something. Um... I'm a mother of one of your students, but I was wondering how equipped is the heart and the belly to really take on global issues? Were we meant to take on so much or should we limit our exposure to so much sadness? You know, uh, that's a good question, Sonia. I don't, I don't know if I have um, an answer, a satisfying answer for you. I mean, I, I, 
I mean, I think there's a practical dimension to the question, which is how much news we should be exposing ourselves to, right? Um, and whether it's actually healthy to be really, um, like, we don't, do we need to know everything, right? And I think actually that um, one, it, it's funny that balance between like staying informed, knowing what's going on, and yet, you know, um, sometimes we get overwhelmed. There's just too much. And we, we you know, I know I've experienced, I've seen many people around me experience it where they just start to drown in news and you realize it's it's actually toxic. It's like, it's it's too much, just the way you're talking about. Um, and, but I think whether, how, how, how open the heart can become, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a, I think the thing I'll say is I think everyone's heart can open more, you know, and, um, and so, um, you know, even like saying, may all beings be free from suffering, may all, right? This is like an, it's this, um, we're clearly not keeping everything in mind, like in some actual, like factual way. It's just that kind of orientation. Like, let me just be um, open to whatever is out there. And not like, I need to know everything. I need to actually be thinking about everything at the same time. Um, and so, um, I don't think we need to have the answer of whether it can hold at all, right? I think it's a matter of just opening more, you know, like what can we do now? And I think right now um, we can always open a little bit more, a little bit more, you know, rather than setting some objective goal. What would, what would it even mean to be open to everything simultaneously, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't feel like that's a very satisfying answer, but that's, that's what I have for you now. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Bernie. Hi, Jim. How are you? Good. I was uh, just appreciating Sonia's point, like how much can we hold? Um, I think there's been kind of a collective endurance that we've all undergone. And I was contemplating a bit, I think it was a couple sessions ago, you, um, you tend to do the one minute meditation at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking to myself, why do I find that so endearing and also so relieving? And I think because it's short and it's not something to endure, but something to uh, experience. And uh, while I do appreciate that we may have more uh, wherewithal and heart opening than we think, I think there's something merciful about um, brevity and not having to endure. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. That's a really nice perspective, Jim. Thank you. Um, I think there, there, there are two. This, it's nice to do something short enough so that you want to do it a little bit longer, but then you stop, right? I think that's the thing I always feel at the one right. minute with this one minute meditation, like, oh, I wish you'd go two or three, but I don't want to hold people. But it's nice to feel like, oh. Um, exactly. And then the uh, the other, though, uh, thing that you're touching on is um, reminds me of something I said during the meditation, which is the heart can't be forced, you know? And so, um, and I think, so, one thing I didn't just say to Sonia, but now your comment makes me really think I should really add is that 
this isn't some kind of like, um, you know, like thing to achieve, like maximal openness. It's not like a goal. It's not like, um, it's, it's not a task for us, right? It's, it's, it's at most an invitation. And I think sometimes the most gentle and, and compassionate thing we can do is to give our heart a chance to actually like be a little bit like, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it, sometimes it needs to be closed. Sometimes we need to protect ourselves, you know, um, we need to give it that time and not try to force it um, because it can't be, it can't be forced. I wanted to ask everybody about visualizations when saying, when saying the phrase dwelling in the open heart, because I, the soft belly practice is really, was really effective for me, but I find when I do um, the loving kindness meditation, every time I get to, may I dwell in, in an open, in the open heart, I struggle to, um, I like I kind of block and I understand that might be part of it, but I also have really clear visualizations for other parts of loving kindness. And I don't have, I'm struggling to find my own for, for that part. So I'm wondering if anyone has or any ways that they do it that are helpful. Does anyone want to respond to Marnie? Well, Marnie, I think I'll just say something that I, I, I heard many people who teach love and kindness say, Sharon Salzberg says this, it's like, um, it's good to experiment with phrases. Certain phrases may not work for you. Um, and I know that's the case for me, you know, and um, actually I think I, I settled on may I dwell in the open heart because I like the way that it's not asking me to feel some something in particular. It's just saying this, like, may, may I be in the heart space, you know? Um, but, uh, but like, if other phrases work more naturally for you, I think you should just not do this one and do the ones that work. There's nothing magical about any of these phrases, you know? So that's the first thing I'd say, yeah. For, for me, uh, when, when I do the, the four typical phrases for um, loving kindness, it's really important for me to have uh, quite specific visual images uh, you know, of, of when, for instance, a time when I was happy or a time when, mm-hmm. when I was peaceful or uh, the person I'm focusing on was experiencing uh, um, a, a f- feeling of being safe. Um, and, and, I, and I think that the, the images of what make it work for me. I don't mean to take up time, but I just want to say that uh, I had a practice marriage and it was a miserable experience and I stayed single for 12 years. And I don't know whether I got amnesia or daring enough to try it again, Um, but I did find a very loving and caring person and I didn't realize how shut down I had really become emotionally until I, until I met her and we started to share uh, these things. So, um, I think, I think uh, 
trauma causes our heart to close down in some ways, whether it's trauma outside our family or within ourselves. But I think opening up is, uh, makes uh, uh, the, the world seem more realistic to me. There's a lot of pain and suffering going on, even in my little town here in Aiken, South Carolina. There's a lot of poorness. There's a lot of bigotry. There's a lot of uh, hate. And um, the, um, uh, it took me a while to get used to it. But the people that are haters and the people that are receiving the hate uh, are, are kind of more accustomed to it than I am. So it's been kind of an uh, interesting experience to open myself up to that and uh, find uh, joyfully participating uh, with, with the people in my community has been very helpful. And uh, the result of that is, is that they're curious about me and what my feelings are. And uh, where did this guy from California ever come to South Carolina for, you know? So it's been kind of, it's been kind of an interesting nuanced uh, existence. And it's a, been a pleasant one, uh, I would say for the, for, for the most part. Well, it's 8.33, so could we enjoy our one minute meditation to close out the evening? Okay, great. So there's no guidance for this for the new people. We'll just sit for a minute, do whatever you like, and I'll tell you when it's over. Okay, everyone, thank you. Night all. Good to see you all here, good night.